and welcome to the Omega Metroid Podcast. My name is Andy Spiteri. Uh, Dakota Lasky is venturing off in Iceland right now, so uh, I am joined by my pal Duminal Crossing. But we've also brought in a very special guest, a longtime listener of the show, and uh, a dude who has a really cool podcast of his own that I've been lucky enough to appear on. Uh, Russ, how you doing, man? I am just too sweet, Andy. How are yes. you? Uh, I'm great. I am fantastic. We're we're happy to have you on the show. It feels like it's been a long time coming. Um, of course, you got you got the Tomes of Evil podcast, man. Which I was. Uh, what has it been like a year since uh, since we did that show? It's coming up on a year. Yeah, yeah. It seems unreal. Um, yeah, it does. But uh, I guess well, Doom. You can say hi before we flip it back to us. How you doing, Doom? Uh, pretty good. Literally moments before we started recording, I spent the last 20 minutes fishing an eyelash out of my eye, but I was successful. I held it in my hands, went, flushed it down the sink and whatnot, and uh, feeling uh, very happy that is over now, because uh, fishing eyelash is not, not a good time. Not fun. Other than that, though, doing great, you know, um, uh, recovering off of uh, Dak and I's clutch victory during uh, episode 100 <laughs> of, the, uh, of the Omega Metroid podcast, and yeah, Ready to talk about uh, all sorts of wonderful, wonderful news today. And, and some not-so-wonderful news as well. You know, about that, um, Russ, maybe you could weigh in here, but uh, your choice of words there, Duminal, Dak and I's clutch victory over the Champions <laughs> cast. Can we really claim that Dak had much of a, uh, a hand in that victory? <laughs> you know, that I, is... I don't know if we can. So, <laughs> you know, that is so that is true. So, so funny story. There was one question that... Um, that Dak got right in the um, in the trivia that I did not get right, or at least I thought so, um, until um, yes. someone in our Discord yeah. looked up the answer, and it turns out I had actually gotten the right answer. Not that it would have made much of a difference, because we would have still gotten one point regardless. But right. I, uh, but yeah, that made me feel happy that I was basically the one carrying that. Uh, no hard feelings, Dak. I love you, but. <laughs> uh, the, the dude isn't uh he's not a trivia master let's just say but you know what neither is but Allison. he acknowledges Allison, it he, he acknowledges it yeah though. like he owns it i i thought that if al was a little bit more clutch then uh champions cast could have walked away the victor i heard a lot of people telling me though that the uh the metroid guys had easier questions than the zelda guys russ you listen to both shows what, what do you think about that um what i don't know maybe it's just because I was more familiar with Metroid stuff than Zelda stuff, but I did feel like I knew more of the Metroid answers than I knew the Zelda answers. So, um, which wasn't very many. You picked some hard questions there, Handy. But well, uh, I try. I I felt like it was for the most part fair. Well, I I had a, like a blast actually doing that show, even though yeah, I I, uh, I fubbed up the. The question about the Omega Metroids and Samus Returns. It's four and not three. But like Doom said, it was, uh, you would have got the point either way. So it really doesn't matter. But yeah, that was a blast. And uh, thank mm. you so much to everyone that uh, tuned in and had a fun time with us and is propelling us forward. Episode, I mean, episode 101. Who would have ever thought that, uh, you know, you know, two years ago when we started this podcast, we would, uh, we would be here. So yeah, it was a great time. And, uh, Hope our boy Dak is uh, is enjoying Iceland. Uh, we don't actually. We do mean to pick on him while he's not here. I can't even say that we don't mean to do that because we do. Um, <laughs> so, so Russ, 
Uh, tell the listeners, uh, we've talked about your pod here on the show before, but uh, just tell everybody that may not know uh, what your what your show is all about, where they can find it. Uh, give us give us the elevator pitch, man. All right. So uh, if any of you listeners out there are also fans of comics, uh, I know Andy is a comic fan, uh, hence why he was on the show. Uh, we do a show called Tomes of Evil, and it's all about comic book supervillains. So um, basically once, sometimes twice a month, we'll do a spotlight on a different comic book villain can be from marvel dc or any of the other companies and we just kind of go through their best or in some cases their worst uh, appearances (laughs) and uh, we just have a lot of fun like we're pretty nonchalant we joke around a lot um but uh, yeah it's a lot of fun you can find us pretty much anywhere podcasts are located uh, Spotify, iTunes, Amazon. We're 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 pretty versatile. You, you get around. All right. Yes. Uh, yeah. For anyone listening, this show was a blast, and it, it, you know what? So we were talking yesterday, and uh, I don't know if I can reveal your new project, but you, you were, you we're talking about a new project, and I'm like, I'm totally down as long as it's not about Zelda or Metroid, because <laughs> like, I mean, don't get me wrong; those are my two favorite video game franchise in the world but i mean like i i talk about them you know ad nauseum every week so to get a chance to talk about like like we did sinestro from green lantern who's mm-hmm. like a badass and one of my favorites that was so that was so good i i had a good time doing that so you yeah. know what? i don't think i even asked who did um who did you and dak talk about in that uh tragic episode that never aired well see that one was a bonus episode because I knew I know Dak doesn't read comics, so it was just basically me interviewing Dak. Uh, we mostly we mostly talked about fighting games. Um, I did ask him if he'd be interested in reading some comics, and he said he would. But now he probably won't live up to that since it's gone to the ether. But uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so. Uh, we we've we've kind of thrown around the idea on tomes of evil of having like non comic readers come on and try out some comics we recommend. Uh, so Dak would be prime for that. Well, and you know the the thing about that is like you can have somebody that doesn't read a lot of comics, but you could you could talk about like a famous um, comic book story, right? And like mm-hmm. a lot of uh let's use Two Face as an example here from Batman. And I promise we'll get to some Metroid here in a bit, but um <laughs> let's let's use Two Face. So like if you were to talk about one of Two Face's greatest like character moments in comics, which I would probably say is like the long Halloween story for mm-hmm. me. Yep. You can you can basically see that story um adapted in a very similar way in The Dark Knight. So like you don't I wouldn't even say that like you have to be um extremely well-versed with the comics in order to get an appreciation of them. I don't know if you would agree with that, but, uh, you know, I, I think that, uh, I think that there's so much like, like comics have, are just like so mainstream now that you can see a lot of like the famous stories in mm-hmm. like the, the blockbuster movies that you go and see. Right. Right. I, I mean, I would mostly agree with you when it comes to like Two-Face, one of the most iconic villains of all time like i'd say if people you know even casual comic readers or movie fans know most of the beats of somebody like the joker right um 
But for the more deeper villains, maybe a villain that's never been in a movie. Like, um, I mean, we do a whole show about my favorite uh, comic book villain, which is the Hobgoblin from Spider-Man. Ooh, nice. And uh, he's never been in a movie. He was in some animated stuff, but yeah. Um, You know, it's it's funny, too, because I I think that for... uh... For people that are my age or like in and around my age, I I was introduced to the Hobgoblin before Green Goblin because like yep. he was he was in the animated show and, and I think it took Green Goblin a couple seasons to show up in the nineties yep. cartoon, which yep. is funny how that works. They had it flip flopped, yeah, <laughs> um, and he was voiced by uh, Mark Hamill, so it was awesome. Was he um, really? Wow. Yes. Okay. Didn't know that. There you go. He's he's he also looks way cooler than the Green Goblin. Just saying, but <laughs> um, well, yeah, check out uh, check out Tomes of Evil. Definitely, uh, it's it's a really fun show. I've had the opportunity to uh, to be on the show before and uh, and talk about some some stuff that that isn't Zelda or Metroid, and that was uh, <laughs> that, that was really fun for me. So uh, yeah, I can't recommend the show enough. Let's get into some Metroid news and happenings here, fellas. Um, so Nintendo, of course, they counter-programmed our, uh, our episode 100, by God. And they, uh, they released their first Nintendo Direct of 2022. And uh, we're going to get to that. But first, let's get to the bit of news that, uh, that every Metroid fan is talking about. And uh, I'm going to try not to sound like a dark cloud here. Because I do think that it's fun. And I think that Metroid fans should be allowed to have some fun with this. So Retro Studios updated their Twitter banner uh, with a what looks like it could be a piece of concept art. Potentially. And we're assuming it's from Metroid Prime 4. Um, it is... Uh, it's it's blue. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, it's, it's blue. It has a, a picture of Samus' silhouette kind of in the middle um lots of people were inferring that maybe it was phase on some people were just like oh this you know looking for clues um i think that it was a very cool piece of art however i i don't i wouldn't read a whole lot into it myself i think that uh for me i i thought that the silhouette of samus looked a little bit too close to a piece of concept art that we've already seen from samus before and that was the dark suit samus where her fist is is clenched up um, but a lot of people, a lot of fans were having fun with this and speculating and, uh, you know what? I mean, why not? Right? Like, it's not like we're, mm-hmm. it's not like we're choking on any other Metroid Prime 4 news. I, I think that, uh, well, I don't think that this is anything, you know, breaking or, or whatever. And in fact, in Retro Studios Twitter bio, it literally says this feed will not be used for breaking news or announcements. So, um, you know, I, I don't think that it's anything too much to read into, but at the same time, I, I also think that it's fine that, you know, the community is having a little bit of fun with this. Uh, what did you guys think about this, Doom? What uh, What are your thoughts? Metroid Prime 4, E3, it's happening. I've said it before, and I'm saying it again with even more confidence. Now, it's not going to come out this year. Like, ma- let me make myself very clear. We're not getting Metroid Prime 4 this year. That's not till 2023 at the very earliest. But we are absolutely seeing it at E3 this year. I, I would predict in a similar fashion to the Breath of the Wild 2 reveal, where we see, where we don't see gameplay, but we see in-engine cutscene footage. That's my, that's my personal prediction. And maybe if we're lucky, we finally get a subtitle. But nonetheless, we are seeing Prime 4 in some capacity this year. It's going to be more than a JPEG. It's going to be more than a, hey, y'all, we're still working on it. Anyways, 
We're, we're going to see it, <laughs> for sure. Um, but anyways, regarding the concept art itself, I mean, yeah, th there's really not much to talk about. There's really, I don't think it's giving any clues in anything. Obviously, it's some, you know, piece of artificial, you know, um, metallic structure that Samus is standing in. But other than right. that, I don't think there's any real, any real clues to work off of there. But... As far as anyone else is aware, this concept art has never been released for, and it's pretty safe to say that this is based off of something in Metroid Prime 4, which is cool because this is literally the first piece of information we've gotten in five years since the game's reveal. And as small as it is, that in and of itself I think is really cool. One thing I will like to point out, though, is that silhouette you mentioned earlier, It, um, granted it's just concept art so things can change, but the proportions are very similar to the Prime 1 and Super Metroid suits. Um, whereas the Prime 2 and 3 suits are a little bit more slimmed down. Not, you know, not super slimmed down compared to, like, the other M and the Dread suits. But still, like, proportional-wise, they're a little more slimmer than those Prime 1 proportions. So, perhaps Retro goes back to those old-school uh, design philosophies, which I personally think would be really cool for Prime 4. I know some people might disagree with that, though, because I know a lot of people prefer that Prime 2 and 3 look. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, Russ, what did you what do you think about this? And also, while we have you here, we're gonna put you on the spot. What oh. do you think the subtitle or what? Like, what do you think? Uh, weigh in on our classic debate here about Metroid Prime Four and what it uh, what it should be called. Should it have the four in the title, or should it just be called Metroid Prime something? What do you What do you think about that? This is important. <laughs> uh, I. Th I think it should have four in the title. Good um, man. Good man. Uh, 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 I would, I'd say it should have a four and a subtitle. Just, just, Based. I mean, well, yeah. I mean, yeah, there's no way it's just called Metro Prime 4. It has to be no. called Prime 4 with a subtitle or Metro Prime something. It can be called, you know, Metroid Prime 4 Silic Shucky Ducky Quack Quack for all I care. It's just, I love uh, it. just, yeah, um, I, I still don't, I still kind of doubt Silex is going to be in it, but, um, Nah, he's Be definitely nah. He has to. He's been in two post-credit nah. scenes now. Hey, yeah. everyone! Everyone thought the Federation storyline was continuing in dread, so I don't. Uh, I don't know. Uh, all right, that's, this is a conversation for another day. But, uh, <laughs> but I don't know. Uh, did, did you did you make anything of that of that artwork? I figured just it kinda... was. It was just them kind of being like, "We're here. We're still right. working on it. It's not dead." Be patient. <laughs> that's that's what I got from it. I didn't I didn't like blow it up or anything. Uh, I did like people getting excited for it. It got me excited. I just didn't expect anything from it. If that makes sense. Right. Uh, well, uh, unfortunately, we know what to expect come March twenty twenty three. And in fact, uh, I believe that this is already starting to take shape. The uh, the Nintendo 3DS and uh, Wii U eShops are shutting down. The servers are um, are going to be kaput starting March 2023. And I believe that starting in, I think, like the next week or so, um, you're not going to be able to buy download or you're not going to be able to buy digital titles from the eShop. So while it may seem like you have a year to, you know, to get some of these games that that are on the 3DS eShop or the Wii U eShop. In fact, you actually only have like oh, a couple weeks here at most. So if there's anything that you are waiting for, uh, you need to act quickly. And this is like, you know, 
this this sucks. I mean, there's no other way to say it. Um, now, we saw some other people kind of get on a high horse and say like, oh, it's because of, of costs of survey or hosting and blah, blah, blah. And you know what? That's fine. Uh, you know, and, and that's valid. But, you know, give us another way to buy these games, right? Like, if, if you want to shut down the Wii U eShop, I think that's totally fine. And the 3DS eShop, I think that's fine too. But like, come on, give us another way to play these games. And this is especially, you know, it's especially, it stings for Metroid fans because you are losing a ton of Metroid games here that, I mean, really, once they're gone, they have no other home. Like, they have no other where to go to. And, like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read off the games here. So, available on the Switch, we have Dread, we have Super Metroid, and we have Metroid NES. Now, once these eShops are closed, that means that you're going to lose access to Metroid Fusion, uh, Metroid Zero Mission, Metroid Other M, Metroid Prime Trilogy, Metroid 2 Return of Samus, Metroid Prime Hunters, and Metroid, uh, the digital versions of Samus Returns and Federation Force. I, that's like, that's like 70% of the Metroid series that I just listed off that is just in limbo now with no other, no other place to go and get it if you don't have it already. And, and I think that sucks. You know, if you want to save on hosting, that's great, but give us a, give us an alternative. I mean, I, I think back in, 2017 so like five years ago i was talking about like how you know what would be great is a subscription virtual console service and that's kind of what we have right now but like i just like come on give us mm. give us a place where we can buy these games it's, it's frustrating for sure and and i'm the biggest nintendo apologist of them all and this is frustrating to me yeah i think you um took the words right out of my mouth um and then regarding regarding the subscription service you know I mean, I think that, you know, I think the optimal way is to just offer both. Like, offer these games both as a subscription service with various tiers for, you know, like N64 and GameCube and, you know, a better timeline if we could get that. But, you know, do, do something like that, but then also allow people to buy the games individually, you know, give people both options, you know. May, you know, maybe something like um, an Xbox Game Pass, but maybe without, like, you know, the Switch releases, since those are current. I can't really see Nintendo going that route. But yeah, that's basically, I think there's a lot of, you know, from the people that are, that are defending Nintendo or just don't care about this. I, I think people are misconstruing why people are frustrating. It's not, it's not that the shops are closing in and of themselves. It's because those games are locked away on those consoles and people can't play them. And then, and then of course the uh, comment after that is, well, just emulate them. And yes, I absolutely encourage people to emulate games, especially if, um, you have no other ways to play them. As far as I'm concerned, um, you cannot pirate you cannot pirate something that does not exist. I know that's not the law, but that is my own personal moral code. Um, and frankly, if anyone on the Discord wants me to teach them how to do so, I will happily uh, DM you some instructions because it's, it's relatively easy to set up once you know what you're doing. But that's the thing: for most people, it's not relatively easy to set up. For most people emulation is more of a hassle than they're willing to give most people just want to turn on their console and just press the play button people want to keep I, it simple I, like that i know that dak is doesn't understand this but like lots of people that play console games don't want to play games on their computer and they have mm -hmm. a console because they don't have a good computer or they right. just don't like playing with a mouse and keyboard like it's not that foreign of a concept and like 
Yeah, you know, I... Well, well to be fair, well, when you're emulating, you don't have to play with the mouse and keyboard. But, but like, that's of, the thing. A lot of, of people... Of course, of course. A lot, a lot of but people like, might not know that from the outset, and it might look in... Like, emulation, like... I think people like us that do emulate, like, we take... We, you know, we take it for granted, because a lot of people... For a lot of people, that step is super intimidating for them, and just and just saying oh we'll go emulate like that's not going to get people to emulate and i don't think well, people and, and that are in our space it, understand that here here's the other side of that coin okay um i i don't really like emulating i, I mm. if i play a game i want to buy it uh right because i i want to support developers i want to i just like it makes me feel better buying something rather than emulating it and maybe some people will scoff at that but i mean whatever that's just me um if, if there is a way to buy it and play it in the right way, I would like to be able to do that. But there there's not any kind of option right now. And that is like, that is what's frustrating. And then, of course, you see the crackdown on people emulating games. And it's like, all right, uh, you know, it's your IP. I totally, I totally think and respect that if you want to go after people for emulating it, that's your right. But like, give give people an opportunity then to to purchase those games the right way you know what i mean and that's the frustrating part and and there's and there's one more thing that i want to get on and then i'll hand it over to russ because we haven't let him talk at all but there's one more thing i want to get on and um anyone that's looked at my twitter knows exactly what i'm going to say because i've already posted it there but beyond good and evil is in my top 10 favorite games of all time. I absolutely love that game. It's a game that came out back in 2003 for the PS2 and GameCube and the PC. And it's this game that has this, you know, early 2000s nostalgic charm. And yet at the same time, it's so ahead of its time. It was doing ideas that we wouldn't see until like the next console generation. Um, it's super ambitious. The characters are so great. They have wholesome reactions together. It's just a phenomenal experience through and through the soundtrack s plus tier soundtrack as well and i did not play this game until about four or five years ago despite the fact that this game you know came out back in the gamecube era and so you're probably wondering oh well well doom what got you to play you know this 15 nearly 20 year old game and the thing that got me to try this game out was because I saw it on sale on the Xbox Marketplace. Now, mm -hmm. theoretically, I could I, I could still play this game by emulating it. I could still, on a whim one one day, assuming it was never offered, I could down I could download it in emulator, play it through that. But that's the thing. That game wouldn't have been in my conscience. And if that game was never offered on the marketplace, I would have never even thought to have tried the game in the first place, more than likely. And I think that's like the final piece of the puzzle that people are missing. By taking these games away from players, so many people that would otherwise be able to experience these incredible, incredible games, again, especially like Metroid, a series which notoriously a lot of people haven't been trying until lately, it's such a missed opportunity. And that's just more potential fans of the series that are likely never going to become fans now yep yep too bad all right russ what do you what do you think well i mean in a word i feel like it's a travesty um like nintendo has been uh, notorious for this kind of almost erasure of their classic games um 
you know, they they had a good thing going there with the eShops that we're talking about, but with the Switch, you know, they they have some of the stuff we want, but they're kind of slow giving us the other stuff that fans are asking for. Um, you know, Sony kind of has started doing this too. The only person that really is about preserving their games when it comes to the big three is Microsoft. They've they've done brilliant recently with Game Pass and you know having backwards compatibility on both. Uh, I guess now all four Xboxes. Um, Xbox I. I mean, how do you pluralize that? I don't know. Um, but anyway, <laughs> yeah, and it, it's it's even like I. I don't have access to the eShop. Like, I don't have a Wii U, and I don't have a 3DS. I used to, but I don't now. Um, But I'm still, like, very much on the side of, you know, keep the eShops going or give them to us on the Switch. I don't feel like it's that that hard. Um, It should be fairly simple. Like, I play... For instance, uh, Fusion and Zero Mission, I have physical cartridges that I play in my Retron. Uh, You know, guys familiar with the Retron consoles? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So I can play those on my TV because uh, my my significant other enjoys watching me play the games, and that's harder to do when you're just on a handheld. So, um, yeah, it's kind of... I mean, how else can you say it? It sucks. They have to do better. And I think I think PlayStation is they're working on something. I keep seeing rumblings that they're going to have the first 3 PlayStation games of uh eras available on the PlayStation 5 soon in some way shape or form. But Nintendo, you got to do better because you have some of the most classic games of all time and you don't have anywhere to play them. <laughs> it's it's disappointing. Um definitely disappointing. Uh let's try and uh let's try and go on to some happier news here. By the way, Beyond Good and Evil. I'm surprised. I uh mm-hmm. I played that game. I I don't know. It wasn't I think I had heard a lot about it, but uh maybe maybe it just what well, I wasn't in the right place for it to hit for me like uh like it hit for you, but I, I'm glad that you like it. I wonder if that sequel will ever actually come out. Yeah, I <laughs> doubt it, and I'll be honest, I don't care because it looks not good. Or at it, least it doesn't look at it. all. <laughs> yeah, it, it, when I saw it, I remember seeing that revealed, and I was like, what the hell is this? It doesn't look like Beyond Good and Evil at all. Uh, anyways, that's neither here nor there. Uh, let's try and uh, let's try and pick up the mood here. We're going to go through some of the Nintendo Direct announcements, and... Uh, Let's do this fast pace here, gentlemen, because we've uh, spent a lot of time pontificating about <laughs> emulation and, and concept art here, so let's just get right to the good stuff. Uh, Nintendo had their first Nintendo Direct. I thought, so I think that there is a giant cloud, especially in my community, maybe not so much for you guys, but there is a giant cloud of people that were hoping for Breath of the Wild 2, and I, I didn't actually... At around Christmas time, I made a bet with Allison that Breath of the Wild 2 wouldn't be shown until E3. Now that we know that E3 is not really going to happen in the same way that we thought it was, I thought that the chances of Breath of the Wild 2 appearing at this Nintendo Direct were not great, but better than they were at the turn of the year. So I think that uh, for a lot of people, that shadow really hung over this Direct. And when we did not get Breath of the Wild 2, uh, I, I think that a lot of people were 
disappointed. I think if you can take that disappointment out, this was a fantastic direct. Really quickly, what what did you guys think? Um, yeah, I did not expect for even a second that Breath of the Wild two would be would be appearing. That was another game where I'm like, nah, we're not seeing that until E three. That's when the bit that's when the big push, so to speak, is going to happen. Um, but yeah, honestly, this direct kind of blew away my expectations. I went in. I went in, you know, kind of mild. I was assuming it was going to be kind of um, another February. I, you know, I was going off what February 2020, 2021 was last year. And, yeah, I think I think this one just absolutely knocked, knocked it out of the park. Not the greatest direct ever, but, like, certainly above average. Far above average. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, you know, I, I, I'm usually... And I still am going to be. I'm a very positive person. Um, and I just don't think this Direct was for me uh, okay. as as a gamer. Like, I was very happy for the people that was excited for stuff. There was a few glimpses of things I was super excited for. But, like, I, you know, nothing really blew me away. Um, lot, I'm, I'm not a huge... Uh, JRPG player like the ones that I do play I hold very close to my chest but uh, it's just yeah I mean I'm, we'll go into it obviously and as for Breath of the Wild 2 I've just come to accept that you know I'll see it when I see it like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I and to bring up your bet with Allison over at the Champions cast Andy one of the things I love about you is that on Omega Metroid, you are top tier babyface, and over there on the Champions Cast, you are a pure '80s heel. <laughs> I know that's what I told Jack the other day. He didn't believe me. Uh, it's, it's uh, so good. Yeah, it's so I, good. I, you know, I was right yet again with Allison. I, uh, you know, what can you what can you say after after so many times being right? But uh, you know what? I was I was gonna say when you when you started saying that this direct wasn't for you. I was thinking like I bet you Russ isn't into RPGs because if you were if you're into RPGs, this show was awesome. Like yeah. this this was a great show, and we, I could see that if you're not, it's just kind of like uh, okay. Well, I would the like only... to point out, or, or sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go on. No, you're fine. I I just real quick wanted to say the only JRPGs that I've like really gotten deep into is the Persona games right. and uh, Chrono Trigger. Uh, which we kind of got okay. something chrono related, but yeah, not, not what I wanted. But uh, yeah, uh, yeah okay. I was just do gonna take yeah, away. I was just gonna say I also do not care that much about RPGs, but I felt like despite despite the RPG in it, because honestly, like I feel like every Nintendo Direct, like there's a ton of RPG announcements, because the Switch is just an RPG machine, which mm. which I'm totally which I'm totally fine with. You know, I'm super happy. That my uh, RPG brothers, sisters, and MBs are all um, just all knee deep in the RPGs. Super happy for them, even though they're not for me personally. But despite that, I feel like there was enough other announcements that appealed to me, which made this direct really stand out. Uh, all right, gents. Well, let's uh, let's get it going here. I'm gonna I'm gonna go in chronological order of what was shown at the direct end. Uh, like I said, we're going to do this uh, somewhat rapid fire. We can obviously, you know, talk about the things that interest us. But, uh, you know, one thing that uh, that I think has been a hallmark uh, of a great Nintendo Direct over the years is it always starts off with a with a bang. 
And um, I think that we are desperately missing the Smash Bros. announcements mm. in these Nintendo Directs. Because, and, and actually, I have more to add to that later. But um, I felt like the last Direct started off with a complete whimper where it was like, uh, I think it was like Monster Hunter DLC or something. And I was just like, ugh. Mm, um, yeah. But this one started off... I I thought it started off with a glimmer of hope, and I was like, "Oh, new Fire Emblem, hell yeah!" And then it was Fire Emblem Warriors, and I was like, "Ugh." And then to to add insult to injury, it was based off of Three Houses, which I think is like a, a absolutely amazing game, like an amazing game. But like we've already seen that story, and uh, you know the thing about the Warriors games, at least on the Hyrule Warrior side, on the Zelda side, is like. You can you can have a little bit of a more diverse move set with uh, you know you've got like a Zora and a Goron and then Link and Zelda and they all have like their own unique moves and I'm thinking to myself like dude how many like sword users and axe users <laughs> and bow users can there be like there's probably like like 25 characters in this game and they're all gonna have like the same weapons so I I was just kind of like yeah it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't like the the greatest open to the direct, but I, I wouldn't say it was the worst either. It was, uh, you know, I I do know some people that were excited for this, and uh, I think that that's cool. But yeah, it, it like I said, I think that we are desperately missing the uh, <laughs> the Smash Bros. character reveals for Nintendo directs. Yeah, uh, I I I mean I've not not played a lot of Fire Emblem like. Uh, the three houses is on my list. I real I want to play that, but I have not. Like right. I think I think the only Fire Emblem I've played was the uh, first one on the GBA. Uh, but um, uh, well, the first one released in America. Yeah. But um, uh, you know the Warriors games are kind of just monotonous fun. Like if I just need to kill a f- few minutes, I might play one just to you know beat up a bunch of bad guys but yeah they're they're not really i mean i think age of calamity did a little bit better at having a fleshed out kind of story but they're mostly just uh modern day almost like beat-em-ups yeah you know what i i think i could get behind that and one thing too that i want to add as well that i i think that i wasn't as excited for this fire emblem game as i could have been and that's because Age of Calamity kind of played hokey pokey with us with this with the story. Mm. Uh, it was like supposed to be like a, a big, you know, part of the story, and it ended up not being that way. And so I was just like, all right, well, this is probably going to be the same thing with Fire Emblem. So like, you know, I, I I'm not really invested into that because I feel like my investment isn't going to pay itself off. But yeah, I don't know. I, it was a uh, it was okay. It was an okay way to start the direct off. It, it wasn't as bad as Monster Hunter, but. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was I was thinking to myself like, God, we we really miss those those Smash Bros character reveals. My goodness, I think I preferred the Monster Hunter reveal to be honest. Because <laughs> 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 I don't know, at least I, I don't know, at least that was surprising. Yikes. This was just kind of, this was just kind of like expected. Maybe maybe not another Warriors game specifically, but it was just like I feel like we all knew that something Fire Emblem was going to happen at some point this year. So those was like, okay, there's the. Um, there's the inevitable Fire Emblem announcement. Um, again, happy for the people that are excited about it, but neither Fire Emblem nor Dynasty Warriors is really for me, so I don't really have anything I, I else did, to say. 
I do feel like over the last few years, like if it was if the directs did not start with a smash reveal, they started with a fire emblem one for some reason. <laughs> Feels like they uh, they pushed three houses a lot, which obviously they would. It's a it's a big game for them, and, but, and they should because yeah. like I said, it's awesome. That, yeah. That's that's the best, maybe not the best fire emblem game, but it's up there. Um, but yeah, yeah, it was. This was kind of a yeah. But I think yeah. that the Direct recovered nicely after this. Uh, so Advance Wars is coming out, and that looks awesome. I am so excited for this game. And I am the only person so far that I know that is going to buy this game and is looking forward to it. But this is basically Fire Emblem, but with, like, tanks and stuff. And it's uh, these these two games came out on the Game Boy Advance and on the DS, and they were both awesome. And they've both been remade, and they look great. Looks like you're playing with toys. I'm stoked for this one, actually. I think that this is going to be a really good sleeper title. And, uh, yeah, I, I think this, th- it's going to be a day one purchase for me. Yeah, I'm, even though, like, I've never played an Advance Wars game before, I just, I love seeing, like, old Nintendo IPs come back that haven't seen yes. the light of day in decades. And so, like, even though, even though I've never played an Advance Wars game, I was super hyped when they announced the um, Advance Wars reboot camp. Super awesome to see them coming back. I think I might actually pick this one up. I don't know if I'll pick it up for 60 Oh, yeah. Have, I might wait for it to. I might wait for a forty dollar discount, or, or for it to be forty dollars. <laughs> not like obviously Nintendo's not going to take forty off the tab, but. No. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, if it drops to forty, I think I, I think I might actually pick it up and give this series this uh, series a shot because um it, it does admittedly look fun, and um I know Dak and I we weren't so fond of the graphics when it first released, but I feel like in the time since then they've given it enough polish to where I, I can kind of vibe with the art style now. So yeah. Yeah, I I I think I'm going to get it too. Um I Yes. Right. I uh, I I like I said, the only Fire Emblem I played was the one on the GBA and this looks a lot like that. Um so I, you know, what the heck? I'll I'll give it a go. I I also might wait for a discount, but you know, Nintendo's not known for their discounts, so I'll just get it when I get it. Yeah, I was I was talking to my brother-in-law actually about Nintendo's discounts the other day, and he was bitching that like this is ridiculous. These games never go on sale. Like why? They sh- it's a four-year-old game. It should be on sale. Ah. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, you would get along great with my Omega co-host Kodalaski. <laughs> um, by the way, I love listening to you Americans talk about sixty dollars for a game, and I'll wait till it's on for forty bucks, <laughs> brother. This thing is seventy nine ninety nine day one in mm. Canada, okay? Yeah, you you sound like my uh, Australian uh, podcasting friends who I say, well, it's this this action figure sixty five dollars and it's a hundred for them. Yeah. So, but well, also at, at least at least the guys in Australia though live in the future and they can get their stuff like before <laughs> everyone else, though, right? Like, uh, yeah. yeah. One more thing about Armor Wars, kind of. Uh, echoing what you guys were saying about you know dead Nintendo franchises coming to back to life. Uh, I hope that at some point in the near future we get a new Wario Land. Yes. Oh, yeah. Because uh, you know those are we're we're gonna talk some more about uh, dead Nintendo franchises later in this direct because I <laughs> I felt quite hopeful actually as this direct unfolded. Um, but let's keep it going here. I, I don't have uh, a lot to say for this next one. No Man's Sky is coming to Nintendo Switch. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, maybe. I'm surprised maybe they got it running late. on the Switch, to be honest. 
yeah, yeah, I I heard uh, someone else say that too, but uh, you know, I I feel like everybody that's played No Man's Sky that wants to play No Man's Sky has probably played it, but maybe I'm wrong. Who knows? Um, next one though, I I know that you were probably pretty excited. Uh, we got Mario Strikers coming back, and this is this game really isn't for me, but I was when it was announced, I was pretty happy for uh, for you and for Dak and for everybody that was excited about this. I. Uh, you know, it, it it made me it put a smile on my face. Anybody that saw my reactions, as well as Dax's reactions, frank, frankly, knows that we popped off so hard. This was probably this and uh, another announcement we'll talk later, which I know Andy and I very much disagree on. This, as well as uh, an announcement later on, were probably the biggest highlights of the direct for me. Um, again, speaking of Nintendo franchises that haven't seen the light of day, my God, it feels so good. To have strikers back and nintendo did confirm later that uh, it is indeed next level games working on it which is awesome to hear that the original studios is still on it um yeah uh it looks brutal it, it looks awesome i love i love the little animated uh cutscenes that happen during like the super goals or whatever they're called and how they look like um the hand-drawn box art like that's such a cool detail uh the music sounds uh, kick-ass i love the rock and metal soundtrack that they're going for seems to fit the strikers atmosphere i like i like the new kind of dual fields where you have like each side of the field representing uh each of like the team captains so cool so excited day one by for me all right yeah Are you a strikers I, fan russ uh i i liked it i was always awful at it uh, when it comes to Mario sports games, my favorite was also, was always baseball, even though I hate baseball. I love the Mario baseball Literally same. I, I love the baseball uh, games, but I, I hate baseball in real life. <laughs> there, there's a Mario baseball game? There's, there's two. two of them. Uh, oh, okay. Well, that yeah. goes, you show what I know. Oh, you know uh, what? It's called Sluggers, right? Yeah. Mario yeah. Slug- Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's, it's actually really fun. Like, and they don't go nine innings. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> Thank God. Um, yeah, but yeah, this uh, I'll, I'll probably pick this up eventually. Um, I like you know I like this kind of just having a multiplayer game to play, every, you know, casually. This uh, this gives me hope that we'll see uh, Mario Baseball because every other Mario sports game has gotten a revitalization on Switch so far. Um, also, where's my Mario Pro Wrestling game? I need be- that in my life. That would be actually unreal if you had... Yeah, that would be unreal. Um, yeah, I, I've never been one for Mario sports games, but uh, I I was really excited to see this because I knew that you guys would be excited. So it's uh, it put a smile on my face. Nothing put a smile on my face like this, though. So we saw... The next game we saw was Splatoon 3. I think we all know that this game is going to be awesome. I mean, it's it's... It doesn't look like it's reinventing the wheel from Splatoon 1 or Splatoon 2, and it doesn't need to because those games are also awesome. So I think it's very much uh, assured that this is going to be an awesome game. But dude, Kraid shows up in Splatoon 3. <laughs> I just popped off, okay? So you've got this. They're introducing their new mode. There's this big, fat alligator guy, and I was like, what is Kraid doing in Splatoon 3? I still don't know his name. I don't know who he is. I don't know what he's doing, but I... Dude, this made me just absolutely go wild to see Big Daddy Kraid in in uh, Salmon Rush in Splatoon 3. I'm glad that's I'm not the, the only the... one that thought it looked like Kraid. 
<laughs> that's Th- the this Cray- is Crade's little brother or something like yeah. that. Like. I was going to say that's the Crade Jr. grown up from Super yeah, Metroid. But, yeah, the uh, fake Crade. Yeah, yeah, he's in his teenage phase though, because he's got on like <laughs> like a toque and a chain or something like. Let me let me get an image of this guy here. Uh, oh my god! Look at this guy's got like this wicked chain around his neck. He doesn't have a toque, but he has a red mohawk. He looks he looks awesome. So. Yeah, this Splatoon 3 is going to be awesome. Um, I don't think that they needed to show off like a ton of that. I think that we know what we're going to get. And, uh, you know, like I said, it's going to be awesome. So I'm looking forward to that. That's probably another, maybe not day one purchase, but I'll definitely get it uh, in the summer when it comes out. I was expecting a release date, though, and we did not get that. So yeah. I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe we got some more Splatoon information coming at E3. Who knows? Um, really I'm... quickly, I'm going to list... I'm sorry, Doom. Go ahead. I was just going to say, like, I'm... I'm looking forward to Splatoon 3, and, like, I'm definitely going to buy it at some point, but I think, I think unlike you, I was kind of hoping that they would reinvent the wheel a little bit, just because, like, like I get I get why Splatoon 1 and 2 were, were pretty similar, because there was literally only, like, a two-year development cycle between those two games, which the, the fact that they even got a second Splatoon game in that amount of time is pretty incredible, but... I can understand why those games feel similar, but like we're we're like five years now, five years now removed between Splatoon two and three, maybe four years if you um, count the Octo expansion as like the official end, because that also did take up a, a significant amount of dead time. But I was hoping, I was hoping that by now that they would show like what warrants this game being a sequel, like why can't this be DLC? Why this has to be a new game? What's the new hook and I haven't really seen that yet, and so I'm not I'm not hyped for Splatoon three, but I'm still looking forward to it just because I do I do really enjoy Splatoon. So I don't know, just kind of I, I would buy it I would buy it alone for like the single player campaign. I thought that the Octo expansion was like such a blast, and I was playing that, and I was like, mm-hmm. they should honestly just release like a single player like they, they the single player should be the focus instead of the multiplayer because that was so fun. Like it yeah, was I awesome loved platforming. It. Very much Mario Sunshine vibe. It was awesome. Yeah, Thank I you. loved the Octo expansion so much. I thought it was a substantial improvement over the Splatoon two base campaign. And um, uh, yeah, I, I hope I hope Splatoon three gets even crazier than that because there there is so much cool stuff that you can do in Octo expansion. There's just so many creative puzzle ideas. That's I think that's why I like the Octo expansion so much is because it just twists the formula so much. You even have like you have like Metal Gear Solid style levels where you don't even have a gun and you're just sneaking past enemies. Like like that's so it's cool. Awesome. You never you'd never expect that in a Splatoon game and it works. And so I, I hope I, they do I, that in I'm Splatoon 3. Yeah, I'm expecting a lot of uh, Octo expansion influence for Splatoon 3. I hope. I mean that makes sense to me. Uh Let's run through some quick games here. I don't have much to say about these games. You guys can jump in if you have anything. We have Front Mission Revealed. Apparently, this is a ground-up remake. I would have hated to uh, see what it looked like before because this looked <laughs> awful. Uh, Disney Speed Racing. You can race uh, as Captain Jack. I, I um, do want to talk about that just real quick. Okay. You know, I I have nostalgia for Disney and Pixar. Uh, my girlfriend and I like to play kart racers. It's free. I'll probably play it, uh, but it I, I it's called Speed Storm, and that was the slowest kart racing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> uh, uh, um, this is the type of storm that uh, people drive like forty kilometers on the road for. I guess I don't know. <laughs> I, I will play it if Evil Emperor Zerg is playable. That's when I'll play it. But you know, whatever. 
Uh, I, I think you, I think you might be waiting to play this game for a little while there. Maybe he'll friend. be a well, DLC. Hey. Maybe he'll be DLC added to promote the Buzz Lightyear movie. Yeah, I mean yeah. he he was in the trailer for the new Lightyear movie, so he he could be in it. Uh, all right, so we got the Force Unleashed coming to Switch. Oh, that, was, that was a big yawn for me. And uh, it's the Wii oh, port. It's not the 360 it's port. Awful. Oh. It, it looked awful. Um, yeah, they didn't do anything to it. It looks so bad. Like, you, and it, you probably, it really looked awful. Like, uh, I, I'll just leave it at that. Uh, so we got the Assassin's Creed Ezio trilogy coming to Switch, which I get. You know, if you've never played these games, that's fun. I have played them, and I will never play them again. Not that I didn't like them, but it's just like these are games that, like, once you play them, it's like they're they're so exhaustive that it, it, it's like. It's every open world kind of cliche mm. that you've seen. It's it's why people are burned out on open world games because you have like a million markers on your map and like a, a bunch of yeah. you know medial tasks to do and stuff like that. So if you never played them, I think that these games are pretty fun. But uh, if you have, there's I've, definitely no reason to go back. Uh, there's some mech I, game. I can't remember the name of the mech game, but it looked kind of neat. Uh, was it the Gundam one? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the Chibi Gundam game. Yeah, yeah, it looked cute. It had a cute okay. vibe. <laughs> help, help me out here, guys, because I wrote this down to World Cross, and I can't even remember what it was. But I remember writing it down while it aired. I do not World remember Cross. this that name at all. I don't either. Some some people worked hard on this game, and we got schmucks <laughs> on here who can't even remember what the heck it is. So well, did I wasn't... even did I write down the right name? It's called maybe it's called Double Cross. Maybe I got it wrong. There was the. There was like a side-scrolling, it almost looked like a Metroidvania, with like a weird art style. I don't know if that's the one we're talking about, but I, I couldn't remember. I think I would what... have remembered that. Yeah. Well, uh, here's one for you, Russ. Chrono mm. Cross is coming to Switch. And dude, I popped off on this because, like you, <laughs> I am a, I'm a big Chrono Trigger fan. I mean, who isn't a Chrono Trigger fan, right? But like One of the greatest so... games of all time. Oh, yeah. It's But for me, I was like a Nintendo kid. I didn't get a PlayStation until much, much later. So I never had the opportunity to play Chrono Cross. Mm. So I actually picked it up for PlayStation about two years ago, but I just haven't played it yet. But now that it's coming to Switch, dude, I'm going to finally play this game. And I'm, I'm like really excited for this. This is low-key one of the most exciting things on this Direct for me. I was... I was excited but hesitant because I've never played Chrono Cross, um, much like you, and I don't know how similar it is to Chrono Trigger. It looks a little too PlayStation-era Final Fantasy for my taste, <laughs> but uh, um, yeah, I'll give it a try. You know, uh, Chrono Trigger, like we said, one of the greatest of all time, and if it's anywhere as good as that, uh, then it'll be good. I, I do think that this game is a lot more Final Fantasy VII than it is Chrono Trigger. Mm, I will say yeah. that. Um, and I know that the stories don't have anything to do with each other. I think. Maybe I could I, be wrong. I think they have, like, very loose connections. That's yeah. from what I was reading, but yeah. Um, yeah, despite any, Were you fact, excited for Chrono Cross? Yeah, I was about to say, like, you know, despite the fact that, like, RPGs aren't my thing, there's, sometimes you can just see an announcement and know that, like, whoa, this isn't for me, but this is huge. And Chrono Cross was one of those announcements for me where I was like, whoa, there's going to be a lot of people popping off over this. A lot of people are going to be very happy with this. And it includes um, it includes the uh, the Satellaview uh, game as well, the text adventure. So mm -hmm. that's, like, that's yeah. like a really cool 
little bit of a bonus lost history uh, that's uh, being unearthed. I'm yeah. just I'm just curious why they've never I mean not since like the PlayStation 3 they haven't re-released Chrono Trigger. Um cuz I don't yeah, even the, think the last release is on the DS and that's yeah. also impossible to find right now. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Cuz it was notably absent from the uh Super Nintendo Mini, I believe. I don't think it was on there. Um which is funny because Final Fantasy 6 was so yeah, yeah, you're you're totally right. That's weird. Yes. Yeah, so I would love to see a, another port or hell a remake. Oh, I, I'm sorry. I I said I said a bad word. Uh, <laughs> uh, so uh, uh, I just would love to see like a remake or something of the original. But yeah, I'll play Chrono Cross. You know, part of me agrees with you that I would like to see a remake, but I I do wonder like if it would have that same charm. Mm, like, like right. you know like we were talking about beyond good and evil earlier and like the sequel just doesn't look anything like the original which had kind of a distinct art style and aesthetic to it and uh i don't know i i wonder i wonder how how that well, remake would look like i mean uh, akira toriyama did the designs for chrono trigger who did dragon ball z and he also just did the designs for dragon quest and they've kept mm-hmm. that aesthetic pretty much intact so I would imagine it would look kind of like the newer Dragon Quests or those uh, the remake of uh, what was it Secret of Mana Trials of Mana yeah it probably yeah, looks yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, well I'll tell you what that would be better than this next game that was shown to the Nintendo <laughs> let me tell you guys something here let me tell you guys something I was saying on the Zelda podcast I was defending this game okay and I'm talking about Kirby and the Forgotten Land. I was defending this game because Allison was like, I'm very disappointed that this isn't an open world game. And I was like, well, it looks like Mario Odyssey, which is an open world, but has really big levels that you can play in and, and it's a big sandbox. And then she informed me that because, because I went, so I went to get a coffee and I went to go pee during this Kirby part of the Nintendo Direct, okay? So I didn't really watch it. So she's like, no. You can only move in like a straight line back and forth like you do in other Kirby games. So I was sticking my neck out for this Kirby game saying that like this Kirby game looks like the best Kirby game that's probably ever been made, which I mean, it's not saying much, but it looks like the best one that's ever been made. And then Kirby turned around and he made me look like a fool by mm-hmm. by adhering to the classic mediocre Kirbiness of classic movie games i you know i was also disappointed that this wasn't like quote unquote open world um i still think it looks really good and i'm not like a kirby fan like i liked what was the there was one on super nintendo that i liked and i played a little bit of kirby 64 but every other kirby game has been pretty you know run-of-the-mill to awful and uh this looks good. Like, I just think the graphics are really impressive, and I'm not really a graphics guy, but I don't know. I, I'm still going to get this. <laughs> uh, it looks polished, I'll say that. And the car thing was great. Yeah. I will say, there's, the uh, the memes the memes that came uh, from this segment were absolutely wonderful. Uh, lots of... <laughs> Dude. And I, and I can always appreciate a good meme. 
Um, but Dude, memes aside, when, when Samus when Samus woke up after the Metroid Fusion surgery, and she had like the Kirby suit instead of like the Fusion suit. <laughs> Andy's worst that's nightmare. Stuff. That's <laughs> yeah. good stuff. Yeah. But no, uh, memes aside, though, yeah, I think this game looks like a lot of fun. Really polished. I wish it was 60 FPS. I can I can already see Andy rolling his eyes in the back. Like, oh, you. Uh, uh, I you, actually did roll my eyes, yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I wish it was 60 FPS, but, I mean, the game the game still looks good, and uh, much like Advance Wars, I think this is a, a good uh, a good $40 price game that, I would, uh, that I'll pick up on a rainy day. Yeah, I, this game will be discounted. You mark my words. You mark my words. Nintendo doesn't discount any of their stuff except Kirby. They, I, they've been I mark, discounting mark a lot my of their words. They've been discounting a lot of their stuff recently. Like I like we were talking about um uh, before episode one hundred. I got both um uh Link's Awakening and Skyward Sword HD for like forty dollars. And and even Tropical wow. Freeze as well. I we didn't talk about that mm. one, but yeah. You know what the bad thing about Nintendo discount is is though, is that it's only digital. And like I, I collect mm. physical, so yeah. it doesn't really do a whole lot for me. Alright, uh some more quick hits here, gentlemen. We got MLB the show. I think I was sleeping during this. Uh, ML, more like MLB the PowerPoint. <laughs> more like MLB the slow, because I yeah. just slowed the yeah. direct to a halt. Although, you know, it is a Sony game, so that's kind of a cool precedent. But also, I just can't stand baseball, so yeah, this was a boring one for me. Uh, Kingdom Hearts coming to Switch. Cloud versions, which is Boo. super lame. Boo. <laughs> super lame. Uh, come on now. If you're gonna if you're gonna get Kingdom Hearts on the Switch, do it properly for God's sakes. Uh, Klonoa, which is coming, that's kind of neat. That's that actually for those. Uh, that I actually kind of popped off for that. Like Klonoa yeah. co- coming back is super hype. I I am really. I've only played the Wii versions, but these are like remakes of the original PlayStation One games, mm. um, in that yeah. specific art style. So I'm really really excited to pick these up. I'll probably honestly, I might even get these day one. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I thought this looked nice. Yeah. yeah. Now we just need a remake of Croc. I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> we got... We got uh, no, we need Gex. We That's what we really need. Oh, I would oh, love... Man. I would love some more Gex. Oh. I haven't I haven't thought about Gex in like 15 years. Holy oh, smokes. my God. Well, you, remember, you remember Army Men 2? <laughs> yes. I, I feel like those, <laughs> those series are just like of that time. Like on, I, you just see the sticker on your N sixty four cartridge. <laughs> I feel like there was a bajillion of those, and then they just never came out again. Like they just stopped. I, but, I think that one of them was like so terrible that they just they were just like, we can't do this anymore. We can't make these RV men games anymore. People are gonna like this is gonna be the second ET. There's gonna be another landfill. Um, <laughs> let's keep let's keep it moving here. Uh, we got Portal coming to the Switch, which mm-hmm. is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't think I'll buy them because I already own them, but uh, I think it's cool for people that haven't played them. So that's that's neat. This one really caught my eye. Live Live, which looks very much like Octopath Traveler. Uh, similar graphical style, similar progression style. It's a classic RPG that was never released in the West. Uh, so an SNES era RPG. I think that this is going to be a purchase for me. I thought that this looked really cool. And, uh, you know, obviously this is for the RPG heads and, and whatnot, but uh, I am one of those. So I, I think that I'll probably sink my teeth into this. Yeah. Again, not an announcement for me, but you know, I can always appreciate when, you know, gems lost from the past come back to reality. And so, yeah, this game, 
I mean, even though I'm not really an RPG guy, like in terms of the visuals, yeah, it looks absolutely gorgeous for sure. And I'm sure if you're an RPG fan, it's going to be super fun to play. Yeah. Um, I, I just, I heard a bunch of people too. Like, uh, I don't know if you guys know who Pierre Schneider is. He's the uh, GM of IGN. And this guy was hyping this game up. He's like, this is one of my favorite games that, uh, that I ever played when I lived in Japan. And like, it's, it's so awesome to see. So there, there's a little bit of hype behind it for me as well. So I, I've heard from a few different people now that this game is like awesome or it was awesome back on the, uh, SNES. So yeah, excited for this one. Um, all right, this next game, this man, this put a smile on my face. And of course I'm talking about Nintendo Switch Sports. Listen, I'm not going to get this game, I don't think. Uh, but it, there's something about this. I, I don't know. It, it was just like so wholesome. It, it just, it made me smile. I I was just like, this is so great. And uh, I will say, I think they should have called it Wii Sports though for Nintendo Switch. Even though that title doesn't make <laughs> sense. I think you should have kept the Wii Sports. I mean they, but, yeah. I mean they kept New Super Mario Brothers U in the um in the deluxe title when they played. Yeah. So why not? In Advance Wars. I mean that's but whatever. So that aside, this one really made me smile and kind of like we were talking about earlier, Russ. This one to me, I was like, all right, I'm looking at my collection of Switch games in the last year, and I'm looking at Advance Wars hasn't been seen since 2006. Pokemon Snap hasn't been seen since the N64. Nintendo Wii Sports is coming back. Uh, we like. I feel like the like the possibilities are limitless like if there's a dormant series that you haven't heard from in a long time let's just let's use the holy grail let's say earthbound which we'll talk about in a second yeah i mean i think that now in this next couple years the chances of seeing a new earthbound or like a remade earthbound are better than they've ever been in 20 years. Like, I, I think that the chances of seeing, like, a new Golden Sun, a new Earthbound, a new Kid oh, Icarus, whatever, right? Like, the Switch is the place that this magic is happening. So I think that's another reason that I was smiling seeing this. Uh, I would have to agree, and uh, we're definitely going to talk about my thoughts on that Earthbound uh, reveal. But, yeah, it's, it's really cool to, like, I'm probably not going to get the switch sports but i'm sure um all the retirement homes are going to be very happy to have yes <laughs> a new workout game absolutely love to see it yeah i think it's cool that it's coming to the switch i hate the new designs of the characters though they are so cursed i don't like it even even <laughs> i i know that there's technically you can put me heads on them but even then it just it feels weird with the new body proportions i just i want i want the simplistic classic me's back like that's literally like all i want and then this game is perfect as far as i'm concerned uh i can't remember what the uh what the people look like in this game they look like mobile game avatars i hate them <laughs> oh, okay i'm looking at I, I feel like they look fine they look like they look like me's with bodies but like real bodies you know, you know actually these guys? you know what they you know what they look like they look like the um they look like the connect sports avatars from like the xbox 360 that's what they look like that's why i hate them so much oh no okay oh, no. uh well our next thing here, we got some Zelda news, but I think the uh, to say that it wasn't the Zelda news that everybody wanted was an understatement. You guys might have actually just missed this. So there's this drumming game. I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce what this game is called, but I've I've seen it around all the time. I have I'm in I'm in a group that uh, uh, buys like uh, bulk basically bulk buys 
digital only games that get physical releases that was kind of a mouthful mm. to say but um this game is one of them and so like you can get the uh, the drums or whatever that come with them there's a zelda song that's included in this game so there you go and megalovania yeah yeah there you go so that's that's neat if that's your thing um all right so we got uh cuphead dlc coming out with yeah. mrs cuphead and uh there's gonna be a show on that pretty soon uh, demo for Triangle Strategy. Triangle Strategy looks awesome. This game looks awesome. I can't wait to play this. This is going to be, a, a, I think, a day one for me. I'll download the demo and give it a try. But yeah, yeah. Um, it really, I mean, yeah, really, a, an RPG heavy direct. This it, was. It, so. it kind of looks. It kind of looks like uh, Final Fantasy Tactics a little bit. Uh... Yeah. So it's same same gameplay as Final okay. Fantasy Tactics, and uh, obviously the aesthetic of Octopath Traveler. Uh, so yeah, I am, uh, I'm about this one. I think this, one, this one's going to be good. Yeah, I'll give it a try. Um, Alright, so you guys know me. I'm not one to gloat, but <laughs> I told you so. I said on this show, I said in our Discord, I said... That we were going to get some updates for Metroid Dread. And we did, by God. It was exactly what I said it was going to be. New difficulty modes and a boss rush mode. That is super hype. We got uh, Metroid Dread mode, which is a one-hit kill, which uh, I, I dabbled in. I played mm. up until about Corpius, and I died about 75 times in a row. And I was like, <laughs> oh, I'll try later. Uh, and then there's rookie mode as well, which I also feel like is very important. I did see on Twitter some people saying, like, thank God for rookie mode. Because without it, I don't know if I could beat Metroid Dread. And I think that is totally awesome that that is there. Um, and yeah, Boss Rush Mode coming in April. So this is awesome. It's free. It It's great. And it gives you some more details, by the way, when you complete the game. Just on a, on a regular base game, you can see your total playtime, not just your in-game time. You can see your death counter. Uh, really great stuff for, for Metroid mm. Dread. Yeah, I saw some people online that were disappointed in this, and it's like, what is wrong with you guys? Like, this is, first off, first off, just this is awesome. For me personally, like, I haven't really had time to play uh, Dread recently, but I really want to stream uh, Dread mode. That that just looks like such a fun uh, streaming session. And then boss boss rush mode, like, that's what I wanted from this game. I wanted a boss rush, and we're, and we're getting yeah. it now. That's awesome. But, like, even beside that, because I, I know a lot of people wanted, like, some more single-player DLC or some more story DLC. And, like, and like I didn't think we were going to get literally anything for this game. And so even getting something like this is, like, such a pop-off moment. But, I mean, I, oh, I yeah. guess I guess you can't please everyone, you know? Yeah. Well, I, I mean, really quick, just to stay with that, it's not like it's impossible that we're not going to get more single-player DLC. I don't think we are to be frank, but, like, I mean, it's not impossible. Like, you still have, you know, you have mm -hmm. tons of Switch games that it looks like they're out, looks like they're done, and then it's like, oh, by the way, like, you know, we were talking about the Octo expansion. I think that came out, like, a, a solid year after Splatoon 2 came out. So We like, might even be talking about one of those games in uh, in a moment. I, I mean, yeah. yeah I mean, yes, to your point, exactly. So, like, mm -hmm. it's, not, it's not impossible, but I, I don't think it's likely. But, yeah, this was awesome. This is great. Yeah, I was I was a big fan of this. Um, I didn't expect this to be story DLC. Um, that just seems kind of out of the realm of possibility. But it's still there, like you said, Andy. But um, 
Yeah, the only other thing I could have asked for is, like, could we get some, like, DLC suits for Samus? But, um, yeah, I, uh, I saw that footage of Dread Mode and saw that even the little fishies will kill you instantly, and I was like, oh boy, (laughs) this, uh, this is going to, uh, this is going to test my, uh, my blood pressure. (laughs) Yeah, dude, I, I got to Corpius, and I had, like, I had, like, one hit left on this guy before he was mm. about to die and i'm hanging he's he's thrown up on the floor there's a green gunk on the floor and i'm hanging on the wall on the spider tracks and he just like slowly creeps up and i can see that he's about to hit me with his tail but i was like there's this green stuff on the floor if i drop down i'm dead if i stay here i'm dead what do i do so i kind of kind of did both i tried i tried to drop down when his tail's about to hit me I, I died and i was just like ah yeah that's enough of this <laughs> props to the people that have been able to beat dread mode you guys are unbelievable um speaking of metroid uh, a couple games came to the nintendo switch online service and super metroid sp was one of them kind of a quiet announcement here but uh basically we got a a amped up version of super metroid where you start off with every missile every expansion the entire map revealed every boss done you can just go right to mother brain if you so choose and I think that this is great, again, for newer players that maybe find this game a little bit difficult and want to, uh, you know, just kind of explore around, or maybe they just want to beat Mother Brain right away and see the ending of that game. Uh, I thought that this was great, but uh, the the true announcement here, of course, is that Earthbound and Earthbound mm. Beginnings are coming to Nintendo Switch Online. Let me tell you guys something. So, like, like we were just saying, I think, like... I, I think you can you can quote me on this. When Game Boy Advance games come to Nintendo Switch Online, I would bet anything that Mother 3 is going to yep. be a part of it. It's finally going to happen. Yep. Um, I totally agree. Um, I thought it was interesting the way that they started that trailer with Smash Brothers footage. And they were like, hey... This is Ness. You probably know him from Smash Brothers, but he's from this game really trying to get people to like play uh, the right. first two Earthbounds. Kind of, to me, insinuating that we have plans for other Earthbound stuff. I'm telling you, man, now is the time. Like, th- this is the console. This is the time. Do it. Yeah. You know, and- do it. Imagine, ex- imagine a new Earthbound in the Link's Awakening style. Like, oh, tell me, tell me that's not money. Yeah, that's great. Like, I, I'm really, I'm excited to play these games. I've never played uh, Beginnings, Earthbound Beginnings, Mother One. I've only played Mother Two. Um, so I'm excited to play those. But I'm also really excited about the, you know, the possibilities of what's to come. Yeah. And after after getting Metroid Dread, literally everything is possible to me. <laughs> but let me uh, let me jump in here really quick too before uh, no, I don't keep cutting you off, Doom. But um, I don't have much so, to say anyway. So oh, okay. So I've played I've played Earthbound and Mother Three, and uh, somebody I'm gonna try and pull up the uh, who did it here. But somebody made a basically a fan remake of Mother Three, mm-hmm. and this looked like just absolutely spectacular like they they released a trailer for it and this i mean this looked so 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 awesome and it really made me just be like nintendo like you gotta 
like you gotta release this like you gotta make this happen because like this is money like people people want to play this game yeah um i i apologize i can't find the the twitter account that uh that did this but uh if i find it i'll let you guys know but yeah i thought that this was great i was i was hyped for this um let's uh let's transition into our next announcement here because i wasn't hyped for this i'm gonna tell you guys why so we got mario kart 8 deluxe dlc and there's a bunch of of old tracks that are getting uh remade to fit the mario kart 8 world and they're going to be released as dlc until the end of 2023 Mm. for god's sakes so if you thought that there is a new mario kart coming out mario kart 9 buddy this thing ain't coming out until 2024 at the earliest and it's obvious it's going to come out on whatever nintendo's next console is but um i you know i wasn't i wasn't very hyped for this even even though if you're a nintendo switch expansion pass online member which i am you get this for free but let me tell you why i'm not hyped for this and then doom you could jump in because i know that you didn't agree with me so i think that for for me personally i understand why they're not releasing a new mario kart right this is one of the most successful mario karts ever i think it's at like it's like 35 million copies sold or something stupid like that it's at, it it's at around 50 million right now it's insane uh, oh, like okay, literally like, literally one out of every two switch owners own own mario kart 8 deluxe it's madness that that's preposterous uh how how well this game is done so when i say that uh you know a lot of people were my my initial feeling is like I wish that we could have just got new tracks instead of old tracks. And people were like, oh, this game's too successful to to do that, blah, blah, blah. I totally get that, and I think that that's fine. It makes sense to me that you want to continue to support this game that, like, you know, 50 million people <laughs> have. So, to me, what I would have done is I would have made new tracks and just released new tracks for this game instead of old tracks because i that just doesn't excite me i want new and i know that these tracks kind of have been rejigged a little bit to to fit the mario kart 8 style but imagine if you did this instead okay you know how we were talking about earlier how these nintendo directs have been missing that like smash bros character reveal at the very beginning what if okay what if instead of that you start off your next like year's worth of nintendo directs like a little sizzle reel of the new the six new tracks that are coming to mario kart 8 deluxe instead of just saying like here's a bunch of old stuff now we have new stuff and we reveal what it is and what it's all about and that replaces your smash bros character reveal that just seems like easy hype to me it would have got me more excited for this uh i'm not really i mean like i'm not the biggest mario kart guy uh i play it because my friends do um and i think it's fun this is the perfect blockbuster game right like you'd you'd rent it for a weekend and you'd return it and i still feel like mario kart is that to me but yeah i i just like i wasn't very excited for this because i think that it could have been done better been done differently and i mean like to have another i mean we just got into 2022 and like to to know that we're gonna be mario kart 8 deluxing dlcing until the end of 2023 is just like oh my god that is that's a long time but i think that i was in the minority for this so doom take it away well i think i I think you said something that pretty much is the essence of the difference of our opinions and you said 
Well, I mean, you like Mario Kart, but you don't go crazy for Mario Kart. It's, you know, you know, you said it's quote your blockbuster game, which is which is totally valid. You know, not going to I'm not going to dispute that. It's definitely Mario Kart 8 is but can be both a casual and a hardcore experience. It's that kind of game. Uh, but for me, I am one of those hardcore Mario fan Mario Kart fans. You know, I've I've owned and 100 percented every single game. I get really deep and nitty gritty into like the mechanics and stuff like that. And I genuinely love this series. And so for me personally, I didn't see it. For me, as someone who never expected Mario Kart 9 to come to the Switch anyways, I just saw it as like, yo, we're getting two more years of Mario Kart. We're doubling the amount of content in this game for half the price. That's awesome. That was for me. And and technically it's not doubling because, you know, we're not getting characters and carts and whatnot. And while I do wish that we would get that, especially because... One of my biggest criticisms of A is its lackluster character roster. I would have loved to get, you know, um, some more character diversity. Like, bring Diddy back. Where, where's my boy Diddy at? But, you know, besides that, like, I think this is really awesome. Um, and I don't, personally, I don't think anything is ever going to replace Smash character hype. Not even, not even like Mario characters or Mario tracks and whatnot. But I think even with just hold on, hold on, hold on. Tracks, let me let me present to you let me present you a scenario. I'm sorry to interrupt, but like imagine this, okay? What is your what's your okay? So imagine this: the next Nintendo Direct starts off, and all of a sudden there's cart racers, and you see Samus in this cart, and she's got a cart that looks like her ship, and you're on a, a like a, a a track that's from like Brinstar, or you're on a track from Fendrana Drifts, and like you've got the Metroid pack of Mario Kart 8, and the next one is the Zelda pack, and then, like, the, the I don't know, like, the, the Splatoon pack, or, like, whatever. Like, that, that's hype. Like, new characters, new tracks based on that. Like, how many more Mario Kart stages, tracks, do we need? I feel like we've got them all at this point, but, like, to branch out beyond that now, that, I to me, I feel like that's where... That's where the juice is at. That, sorry that could, to interrupt you, Doom. No, no, that, that, would actually, that would actually be pretty hyped. Uh, you can, you, you sold me on that. I do like that. But that being said, though... I'm, this is this is also really hype for me personally, I mean, especially right. just because like you know again as someone who's played like this whole library of Mario Kart, there's so much you know there's so much of that library that's still missing in eight and like I mean for me, I have always wanted to see Wario Coliseum come back, especially in eight when they introduced the anti gravity mechanics. Like I've just been like super you know super curious to see like how that would play out and that that's never been remade in any mario kart before 48 tracks coming back now maybe maybe this is it maybe i will finally get the wario coliseum dream uh maybe i'll be able to hear that amazing theme remade with the live mario kart band or kept which that's another thing that hypes me up you know as, as someone who loves mario kart music we're getting 48 brand new uh, live Mario Kart tracks from that amazing Mario Kart band. So that alone, that alone gets me excited as well. But yeah, um, I'll, I'll hand it off to Russ now because I think I've said everything I need to say about this pass. I'm I'm pretty indifferent. Um, I think it's cool that you know it, the if you have Nintendo Switch Online, you get it for free. I. Th um, my girlfriend, Mario Kart's her favorite video game franchise of all time, next to Donkey Kong Country, so I'm sure she's going to be excited. Um, the thing that stood out to me the most was the <laughs> 2023, because, uh, oh. you know, we had those rumors, like, last month or so that Mario Kart 9 was in development. Um, well, either it is in development and it's not coming out until 2024 at the earliest, or it ain't coming. 
<laughs> but um, the only other thing is I think uh, Andy is on the money here. I would be much more excited for new racers rather than new tracks. Or, you know, like you said, a track and a racer. Um, I think Nintendo, like, they've kind of reached the peak on Mario Kart. They should, they should, from now on, it should be more like a Nintendo Kart situation. Uh, a, yeah, I agree. A, a Smash Brothers of racing, if you will. But, um... I agree. Like, who wants to see Baby Rosalina? <laughs> nobody, want, nobody wants to race as Baby Rosalina. Give me Samus. Like, mm-hmm. L- Link being in Mario Kart was so hyped to me. Yeah, it was cool. Imagine I'm if pretty... you had a little Kraid. I'm pretty indifferent oh, whether or not Mario Kart goes the Nintendo Kart. I know some people are, like, super opinionated about, like, no, it needs to be Mario Kart. No, we need to go Nintendo. I'm like, I, either way, I don't really care. That's not... I, I think there's... I think regardless... Like, I, I would like to see more, like, more, like, guest characters, so to speak. But whether or not that becomes the focus or not of the series, I, I'm i pretty indifferent on, if that makes sense. Right. You know what we need boys is we need diddy kong racing deluxe because diddy kong racing this game has been out 25 years and it's still the best kart racer ever made i'm saying it loud and proud on this show diddy kong racing is the best kart racer that's ever been made it's 25 years old it's a great game it's a great game it's not my personal favorite but it is it is a fantastic game absolutely and anyone and every anyone who has not played it needs to play it right now yeah, but the N64 version, if you have the DS version, that one is a little bit uh, I just lackluster. Love, I love that it has a pre-vulgarity conquer in it. Uh, Dude, but, um, Banjo, Banjo's hanging out there, Conker's, yeah. conquers there, uh, Drumstick the Chicken is, do, <laughs> is doing his thing. You know, this is great. It's great stuff. Uh, by the way, at uh, Curiomatic is where you guys can head to check out that Mother 3 trailer. It looks awesome. Um, okay, we're running a little bit long here, so let's uh, let's get to our last announcement here. This was the one more thing. Uh, I am excited about this. I uh, obviously understand that it's not everyone's cup of tea, but I think one of the most uh, pushed Nintendo franchises of the last five years has been Xenoblade. And uh, Xenoblade 3 is coming out, and it is coming out soon. It's coming out in September. I couldn't believe that. This game looks awesome. It looks fantastic. Uh you know, I, I think that Xenoblade 1, 2, and X have all been pretty good to great games. So I think that this one is probably going to slot in with that as well. So it's going to be good. Uh, the game looks gorgeous. It uh, it looks like a... It, it looks awesome. I, I'm excited for this. Um, I think that this one more so than the others looks like you may need to have an understanding of the story of the previous games. I'm not exactly sure about that. But uh, yeah, this one this one is going to be uh, probably a, probably a day one for me. Um, a really really awesome world. I think that's been the hallmark of the Xenoblade games. Is like you know no matter what you may think about the story or the characters or whatever, the world has been awesome. And uh, I, I'm expecting that this one is no different. So I I thought that this was a nice way to end the Nintendo Direct. So um, never. Are you, I'll let you go, Russ. I, I just, I don't have much. I just, I never played any of the Xenoblade games, so I, I'm not, like, I just, it's not for me. Like, I don't really have any interest in playing them. 
but I'm happy for other people. That's the main thing. People need to learn to be happy for other people because there's not enough of that on the internet. Well said. Agreed. Yeah, I'll, I'll pretty much uh, continue on from that then, I guess. So, yeah, Xenoblade, I mean, no shock to anyone. It's not really my thing. That being said, I am happy, uh, one, because, uh, you know, like you mentioned, Russ, you know, other people are really excited for this. And so I like it when other people are excited. But eat on a more selfish note, I called this to a T <laughs> in my predictions thread. I said that Xenoblade 3 was going to be the one more thing. And everyone laughed at me. And now who's laughing? I, we're we're really? probably all laughing, to be honest. But still. I I wouldn't have... Uh, I wouldn't have laughed at that. I, I think that that... You know, I mean, picking the one more thing is always kind of a, a crapshoot. Because, I mean, like, who knows? But if you would have asked me what's the one more thing, I think that I would have put Xenoblade 3 up there. I would have put a new Fire Emblem. I maybe would have put Breath of the Wild 2. Um... And I think that might have been it. So, like, uh, yeah, I don't think that's a ridiculous choice at all. But, uh, yeah, and, and then I also at the same time, I was also um, on a voice call with my friend who's a huge Xenoblade fan. And so, like, when I, when I realized it was like, I'm like, oh, he's going to be super happy now. There you go. You know what? We need to get uh, Xenoblade Chronicles X off the Wii U and onto the Switch. I, I feel like that is the last great game that is just uh, shipwrecked on the Wii U that has not uh, been thrown a lifeline here to get off that albatross of a console. So let's hope that that happens. And I'm, I feel like it, it should happen. I mean, that seems like an easy port to me to do. Right? Yeah, Xenoblade X, Xenoblade X is like the big no brainer. And then uh, for me personally, and I talked about this on the discord, but I also really want Yoshi's Woolly World just because I think that's the best Yoshi oh, game we've yeah. gotten. Yeah. The best Yoshi game we've gotten since Yoshi's story. Um, specifically, I would love um, a Switch port with the bonus 3DS content that uh, they didn't add to the Wii U version for, well, because it was the Wii U. But yeah, that would be really awesome. I was going to say, it's already been ported to the 3DS. I think that's their their port to to get that game. But it's a 3DS port. I want to play the the pretty HD version, you know? Because I'm that guy. (laughs) Um, So yeah, I, I think that for me... I, w- I was really impressed with this direct. I, I thought that uh, a lot of the stuff delivered, there was a lot of like solid announcements. I'm thinking like that Live Alive game looked good. Chrono Cross looked good. Uh, there was some stuff. It wasn't for me, but it made me smile. Just seeing like Nintendo Sports and Mario Strikers come back was cool. A lot of really solid stuff in there that I think we know was going to be solid, like Splatoon. Um, the new Metro Dread stuff was great. Earthbound was great. Uh, Xenoblade is, is going to be great. Uh, yeah, I, I thought that this was like a really solid direct, actually. Um, yeah, probably to echo what you said at the top of the show, not the best one of all time, but I think like uh, a, a damn solid one for, for like a February direct. Like if this was an E3 direct, maybe not, but, you know, typically February, January uh, directs are kind of like not filler, but they're they're not like your marquee games. So I, I thought that this one was great. Honestly, I thought this was even better than the September direct that we um, recently got just last year. So yeah, I think. What did that one end with? I think Bayonetta, right? Yeah, which to be fair, Bayonetta for me personally was a super hype reveal. Yeah. Like I was all about I love, that. I love Bayonetta. Love Bayonetta. Uh, see, that was to me for you guys like Xenoblade was, where I was just kind of like, <laughs> eh, okay, yeah, yeah, happy for those that are happy. And I've played Bayonetta, 
Um, and I think I just I realized that I just don't really like platinum games. I they they're just not for me, not my not my kind of cup of tea. But that's okay. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'll play the second. I bought I bought the both of them, so I just haven't got around to playing the second. Probably because I wasn't blown away with the first. But uh, that's neither here nor there. Um, so yeah, there we go. That is uh, that's a whole schwack of Nintendo news and uh, Metroid news. So we got. Metroid Dread mode out, Rookie mode out, Super Metroid SP, Boss Rush coming in April. Uh, lots of good stuff to look forward mm-hmm. to on the horizon. And of course, that uh, that never-ending rumor that perhaps Metroid Prime is right around the corner. You know what? I will say this before we get out of here. I feel like it's absolutely more important now than ever that they release the trilogy on mm-hmm. Switch and not just yeah. the HD version of Metroid Prime. If you are taking those games away from the eShop, buddy, you better release all three on the Switch. Yeah. Uh, because that just, that's, that makes sense. But, uh, yeah, that is, uh, that is it. That is all. We have run super, super long. So let's go ahead and uh, get out of here, guys. Uh, Russ, thank you for, for joining us today. This is a lot of fun, man. Yeah, uh, it's awesome. And I'd, I'd love to be back. And I'd love to have you back on Tomes of Evil, Andy. I'll tell you what, I'm going to have some more free time in about uh, two weeks' time to, to do some more stuff. So, uh, tell everybody where they can check you out and uh, listen to your pod. Uh, they can find me on Twitter at Tomes of Evil Pod. We also have a Facebook page and a Patreon, patreon.com slash Tomes of Evil Pod, where we're about to have a video game related show uh, dropping there very soon. Um, yeah, like I said earlier, you can find us pretty much anywhere. Spotify, iTunes, Amazon. We, we pretty much got you covered. There you go. Um, all right. Well, we are, uh, we are going to jam out of here. Uh, thank you guys for listening and uh, supporting. And uh, just being there for the ride with us as we kick off a new era, episode 101 of the show. Uh, check us out wherever you get your podcasts. Go and like and subscribe. Recommend us to that Metroid fan in your life. And uh, be sure to check us out over on Twitter. I am at Spateri316. Doom is at Doominal Cross. Uh, Russ is at Tomes of Evil Pod. And we, of course, are at Omega Metroid Pod. That's it. That's all. We will see everybody back here next week. Take care. <laughs>